Hello, Jackson. Hello. How are you? I'm great, Zach. How you doing? I'm good. It's Saturday. Mm-hmm. We were productive today. Did a whole bunch of like. Me too. Chores. Yeah. What'd you do? I did a bunch of stuff around the house. I got my car wash. Went and got a haircut. Oh, it's pretty nice. Uh, oh, I see you're using somebody else. Nice little session. Yeah. Can't let you other one down. I haven't broken up in a long time. <laughs> I'm back to great clips. <laughs> You've been replaced. Look, I got out of town once. <laughs> no, you give great free haircuts. I really appreciated the like two years of haircuts. Fine. Especially that first one. <laughs> That was like right peak in pandemic time. Yeah, because I went like six months without getting a haircut. That was, was rough. We all look like just like the surfer boys. Uh-huh. Like it was, it was like the 70s. Yeah, the famous all over surfer again. boys. Yeah, famous surfer boys. And everybody knows. Yeah, that 70s look. We all look like freaking Luke Skywalker running around. It's the vibe oh, man. With our feathered hair. Yeah. So you going for a Luke Skywalker vibe? I think so. Like uh, Tatooine Luke Skywalker or Hoth Luke Skywalker? I don't know. He's growing out all. Wouldn't it be great if, like, it, the time that Star Wars takes place in whatever the fuck year that is, yeah. what if the 70s just came back full on like that? Like, they actually did have that feathered hair and, like... You know what I always thought was funny is when uh, Poe Dameron shows up in uh, The Force Awakens, they did give Oscar Isaac, like, a 70s kind of hairstyle. Yes, they did. And I was like, like, oh, they gave him Star Wars hair. That's fun. <laughs> it's like they just leaned into the whole, like, no, the, feather, the feathered yeah. look is in. Yeah, that's the way it looks, uh, you know, a long time ago. Exactly, a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Yeah. That's my only hope. Disco return. Your new hope? Oh, it's a Star Wars joke. You're it welcome. Was, I think people would get it. I would assume. Um, okay, so we're going to do something fun today. I uh-huh. didn't. I, I let you down. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had fun doing our uh, pitches last week for like rebooting horror icons. Yes. So we're going to keep that going. We're yeah. T- talking about action icons. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's kind of... You actually have like a full on like laid out plan. I got a I got a pitch for you, which is great. And I think I'm just gonna be. I have a few ideas in my head. Uh-huh. I've been thinking about it. I just haven't like gone deep enough to actually do a pitch. Yeah, lay them um, on lay them on me. Oh, that's right. You want me to go first, huh? Yeah. So in this idea, like I definitely feel like I'm cheating because I'm moving them from being like stereotypical action movies. Uh-huh. Because I think well, you got to take the idea, yeah, and make yeah, it fresh. Exactly. And so I'm moving. We talked about this on one episode, and I absolutely like loved it. Was the idea of Terminator mm-hmm. taking that and like it's the same concept and everything is guy goes back in time. There's a war in the future. It's just fun that way. Yeah. But the Terminator that gets sent back is like a hulked out six foot eight. Yeah, it's an Arnold Austrian mountain. <laughs> it's not the Rock. They're not getting the Rock to do this. It's just straight up like a five ten, like five eight, maybe even like a. Yeah, like a change. Kind of slight. Somebody can blend into the crowd. Exactly. I get it. And then you start turning that into more of a thriller. Mm -hmm. It's less of action. It's more just we're following this one person who's hunted by something that could be anything. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a great idea. Because that's like, honestly, you know, T2 is the classic. Yeah. But I love the first Terminator because I love that it's basically a slasher movie. Mm -hmm. It just has this like sci-fi action motor. Yep. That like gets the story going. Yeah. But it is, it's just, it's Halloween. But oh, yeah. it's uh, just an indestructible metal fucking skeleton chasing <laughs> you around, which is terrifying. Exactly. And I would absolutely love to have things like Halloween where like Michael Myers is in the background. Yeah. Like have the Terminator be in the background. Maybe we still like as a viewer don't know that's the Terminator the first time. Yeah. 
But just make go, him like weird. Like, yeah. He just like doesn't quite know how to act. But exactly. like, like if you saw him, you'd just be like, Ugh. yeah, he just looks <laughs> like a weird, yeah. like, weird, yeah, uh, background guy. Yeah. But the next time you watch it and you know what the Terminator actually looks like, you're you're like, like oh shit, fuck, he's right the he fucking there. He was right there. Yeah. Like, so I love things like that in movies. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. And that's what I've been like obsessed with. We brought it up once, and I've not stopped thinking about it. Yeah, I love that because it's just. Would you set it like in the early '80s? <sighs> I don't think so. Yeah, because like you have to reckon with technology. Oh, now, that's and fair. It yeah, I think it... maybe '90s. Yeah, kinda. I would. Ma- yeah, I would make it a period piece, but just for me, I think uh, I put it like kind of around where my childhood is. Yeah, like in that sweet spot. Exactly. Yeah, technology's kind of catching on, but like nothing. Yeah, the Terminator's not going to like hack into AOL and aim her to go somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it's just kind of that sweet little spot where it's still like going to blow your fucking mind when you can't do. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that one. Because, um, like, the rest of them, if you look at, like, Die Hard, I think Die Hard's actually perfect. I think Die Hard forever, like, there's a lot you of... You can't eight. improve upon Die Hard. Exactly. Like, you would be... this. The concept's too perfect. They would still just be acting like terrorists, but really they're art thieves. Yeah. And, like, that's just... I love that little... Well, Die Hard is such a perfect movie that for the next 10 15 years mm-hmm. every time somebody wanted to pitch like an action movie they were like oh it's die hard on a bus we'll call it speed yep you know what i mean like that's all that that whole fucking genre was so there yeah. was a genre just finding film exactly and it took the what we view the action hero as and like shrunk him down yeah a lot they're like <laughs> what if he was like a guy well he was just a dude <laughs> and like it's just such a low... It, it's so simple, it's charming. Yeah, and that's it probably got into Arnold's head, and that's why for years after that, he was playing these roles. like, what do you talking about the moon? They're a guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he went and started a family. <laughs> <laughs> he went and got pregnant. You know, it took some time for himself. Yeah, he became a kindergarten cop. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to the kids. <laughs> kindergarten cop is a fun movie, though. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie is great. It's a little charming. But, <laughs> that, like, Die Hard's kind of perfect. Yeah. And live there forever. The other one that um, I would actually really look into would be also Rambo. The yeah. first Rambo is very fascinating because if you watch it like just as a movie, not knowing what the other ones are, mm-hmm. it's this one tale of a guy coming back from Vietnam. Everybody fucking hates him. He's having fucking war flashbacks. It's he, a very serious story, the yeah, first Rambo. He yeah. like loses his fucking mind. And I think that is kind of perfect. Might be the best performance Stallone ever gave. Yeah. Maybe between that and, like, Copland, but... Yeah. Like, I honestly love that direction, because then the other ones get... Don't... I almost don't... I, just, I don't watch the other ones. Yeah. They get weird. Rambo 3 teams up with fucking Al-Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> but just that first movie is like perfect, too. Yeah. It's, I love First Blood. First Blood's very serious. It's sure my heart for Rambo, the second one as well. James Cameron wrote that movie. Oh. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's just kind of, the movies themselves are very hard for me, at least. To access. To access. Like, I think Terminator's the best one to lead to, like, let's do something completely fucking different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. And there's room, too, because they keep swinging at Terminator and they keep fucking missing. Yeah, well, they keep bringing Arnold back. That's yeah. the problem. He yeah. needs to fully move on to... Yeah, well, one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. commit to one or the other. But yeah. But I know you have, like, full-on pitches. I do. I have one full-on pitch. Okay. Who's it for? Okay. Well, let me just uh, let me get there because there's a little bit of a... Oh, you got to build up. Okay. To it. So I'm going to tell a short story to introduce this story. Okay. That uh, I'm sure... I, I think we've talked about this before, but there's like a possibly mythological story of James Cameron coming into 20th Century Fox to pitch a sequel to uh, Alien. Yeah. 
because we all know he made the sequel to Alien. Um, and that he went to like a whiteboard that they had in the production office and he wrote Alien on it. And he turned and looked at everybody and then he added an S. This movie's called Aliens. And then he turned the S into a dollar sign. Because <laughs> the movie make. would make millions and millions and millions of dollars. So in that spirit, the title of my film is Last Action Heroes. Okay. The S is a dollar sign. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. This I movie this. will make $3 billion. Are we ready? Ready. <sighs> okay. It is the year 2022, and a now adult Danny Madigan is excited to bring his 16-year-old son Max to the premiere showing of the brand new reboot quill of his favorite action franchise, Jack Slater. I love that. This summer, Jack is back. But Max isn't interested in Jack Slater and doesn't really give a shit about his father's, you know, action heroes of the past. Uh, the two kind of have a fight when Danny doesn't want to go. Um, or when Max doesn't want to go and Danny tries to, like, reach out. And he's like, hey, when I was a kid, um, my mentor gave me this golden ticket. I want to give it to you. Come to the movie with me. Like, it blows up. Danny or Max runs away. He tears the ticket up. And then, you know, he's away for a while. He's kind of calming down. He leaves a heartfelt voicemail, uh, just apologizing, saying you just wanted to connect and, like, all this stuff. So Max, you know, he settles down. He goes to the premiere to try to find his dad. But something crazy happens. And the golden ticket pieces seem to have a life of their own. And Max is sucked into the Jack Slater film. Beautiful. Uh, so things play out pretty much beat by beat, like in the original but, like, the difference is Max doesn't like action movies, and he doesn't, like, know the beats. So instead of being delighted by, like, the crazy kind of, you know, um, action movie things that happen, he's just like, what the fuck? Like, and then Jack Slater remembers what happened with Danny. So he's just like, this shit again. And then uh, things kind of take a turn. There's, like, a big action moment. There's an explosion. The t pieces of the ticket go up into the air and they ignite and they explode in this like weird energy. And then the, you know, the feeling is like, Oh shit. Like that was my way home. Like yeah. what's going to happen now? The movie is going to be about like, how do I get home? So he and Jack are sort of commiserating at this diner. It's like one in the morning, downtown movie version of LA. They leave the diner, walk out into the parking lot. Jack Slater has a funny feeling. There's a noise, hard cut, somebody's POV watching them in infrared, right? Yep. We hear this clicking sound back to them. An energy blast comes out of nowhere, explodes a car. <laughs> they go diving. Something jumps down from the rooftops. It's invisible, slowly becomes visible. It's a goddamn predator. I love that. So they're squaring off with this predator. What are they going to do? All of a sudden automatic fire, the predator roars gets out of there someone who looks a lot like a young jack slater marches toward them dressed in motorcycle leathers he extends a hand come with me if you want to live <laughs> so what this movie is is an arnold schwarzenegger avengers <laughs> <laughs> the fragments of the ticket have opened up doorways between cinematic worlds. We've got Jack Slater. We've got the T-800. We've got Dutch from Predator. We've got John Matrix from Commando. We've got Harry Tasker from True Lies, all using their skills. Perfect. 
to fight the ultimate enemy, who is Benedict, the villain from the first last action hero. Yes. Having combined with Skynet uh... to take over the multiverse. And, and a predator. <laughs> and at the end, the group has to fight a cybernetically enhanced predator, a goddamn Terminator predator. Perfect. Wow. I do want to say there is a scene where they're all <laughs> conversing with one another, coming up with a plan. You do this, you do this, you do this. And they all say, I'll be back to each other at the same time and, and go their separate ways. Of course. There has to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there has to be some sort of... That's perfect. Okay. Wow. You took this a whole different direction. Uh-huh. God. A movie that can truly never happen. But I fucking love it so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> This is upsetting. <laughs> that is the that is the movie I would make. There is a cameo of uh, his character from Jingle All the Way, of course. Of course. Still, still, still looking for a Turbo Man, and yeah, at the end, good. the real Arnold would show up with the grown up Danny to help them out. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So this is the full on like we're breaking down the fourth wall in mm-hmm. your face because mm-hmm. the real Arnold comes in. Yeah, the real Arnold shows up. That's right. That's perfect. I love that so much. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was honestly not expecting it to go that way, but I'm very happy it did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's so much fun. Yeah, I wish I was watching it right the fuck now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's literally, the. it's just it's so sad because it can't happen now. Yeah. Well, but we'll see. Most, uh, that's true. It could be a very sad version of it. But yeah, I'll start. Well, no, you use the Marvel fucking uh, de-aging? de-aging technology on Schwarzenegger. He already looks fake. That's true. Like, that's it fair. would work wonders on him. That would be, you're putting a lot of trust because that's like the entire movie is being carried by it. Oh, he can fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be wild. I love Arnold. I'm a big... Uh, no, he's great. I'm a big Arnold defender. I Yeah, no, I absolutely love him, too. He's fantastic. There's a reason, I think, that most of his movies don't get touched unless he's in them. Because mm-hmm. it's just like you're on very, like, sacred grounds. There would be a scene where they had to go get canceled from Quato from Total, from Total Recall. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a Total Recall reference? It oh, yeah, 150%. Be. The three-breasted woman would be in it. Has to be. This is just the multiverse of Arnold. Yeah, it's the Arnold cinematic universe. This is perfect. <laughs> trying to think what other like very <sighs> crazy reference. Mr. Freeze? Would Mr. Freeze somehow? Maybe. I don't know. Because it doesn't. I want to try to at least keep it in that like 80s, early 90s gotcha. action okay. vein. Mr. Freeze is too far out. It's like a little too yeah far afield. You want one ice pun? Maybe. <laughs> but a lot of puns. Well, it has to be puns. Yeah, especially with uh, Dutch from Predator. Oh, my God. <laughs> hanging around him and uh, John Matrix from Commando. And oh. they would have, like, a weird relationship because they're both, like, military guys. And, yep. like, whatever their ranks would be, they would just sort of, like, fall into that relationship with each other. I like that, actually. Just a natural, like, yeah. molding that way. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see all the characters, like, how they'd interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like... Yeah, the actual Terminator being there, just being just not really Arnold. It's yeah, just... well, and it would very specifically be the Terminator from Terminator Two. Has to be in that mode. Yeah, it's the best one for him mm-hmm. because the first one he's the bad guy. Yeah, so what fun is that? Although, oh my God, imagine if he had the on the other side was the other Terminator from the first one. Mm-hmm. So he had both of them. Yeah, you probably have a few of them. Like, yeah. They have to deal with a few of them at one point. But at the end, they all have to fight a Terminator Predator. <laughs> Which is perfect. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, damn. That is completely different than I uh, was expecting. <laughs> I'm over here, like, trying to think about changing, like, genres. And you're just like, no. Yeah, bring it all back. That's right. <laughs> Arnold Avengers. Yeah. It honestly would do well now, too. It would make $3 billion. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw the trailer for this movie. <laughs> Every, yeah. Without a doubt. Be like, why aren't I watching this right the fuck now? <laughs> like, even if, like, it wasn't good, people would still just be like, well, you just gotta go see it. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to go see this. If you read reviews and it was terrible, you'd want to see it even more. <laughs> just adjust your expectations. <laughs> it would be the Morbius of a... Oh, God. Damn. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's funny because, like, even Rocky technically did this where they got Creed going now, which is almost like the reboot. I like the Creed movies a lot. But it's kind of taking that, like, action hero of Rocky and it's like reboot sequel. Mm-hmm. And off it goes. Yeah. And yeah, the Creed movies are good. So there's, like, interesting ways to see how people would handle these 80s icons. Yeah. Because we're getting to that point, I think, where it's going to get addressed soon. Like, they're starting to age up there pretty hard. Yeah, they're all in their 70s. Yeah. Like, and they look like it, too. Yeah. Like, I heard Stallone's doing another uh, Expendables. God damn it. Yeah. He should just stop. None of those movies are good. No. They're all disappointing. The only one that was fun was the first one, because it was basically just this yeah. concept. Yeah, kind of. It was just, like, all these action heroes. It was heroes. a poor man's version of this concept. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> they're all there. Arnold's not even in the first one. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's in the second one? The second one. Um, yeah, that shit sucks. He was a governor at the time. I think so, probably. I'm trying to the first one. I think governator? He was, he was the governor. Didn't really do it. That makes sense. I told you the story of his portrait. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I think on the show. Yeah. That's just fantastic. <laughs> um, so, that's as far as I have for the action ones, though. Because I couldn't think of anything else to do with these guys. Oh, okay. Because they're so, like, I don't know. Give me my reasoning. Yeah. My favorite Terminator. I'm just obsessed with that idea of turning that into like a hardcore thriller. Yeah. Of just that feeling of being chased yeah. nonstop for like an hour and a half. Well, then I I think we might have talked about it before, but the only other like '80s franchise that I would be interested in like really digging into is RoboCop. Yeah. Because I think that's a genius movie that was never followed up correctly. Like all the sequels are trash. Well, yeah. So if I was gonna do that, I would like do a remake. But with like a very specific inversion of the, uh, the concept. Yeah. Because you know you've seen RoboCop. Yes. Right. Yes. Um. So Alex Murphy is a police officer. Mm-hmm. Uh. He gets transferred by OCP, who has privatized the Detroit Police Department. Which. Which is stuff that's even more relevant now. I was just gonna than say ever. that's actually not far off. So like that's all stuff that I would roll into it and keep. But I would start the movie. RoboCop already exists. He's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, it's sort of like a PR thing, knows the origin of RoboCop. They're like, oh, he's this murdered police officer. And they like used the miracle of modern science. And now he's this uh, ultimate crime-fighting machine. Yeah. And then the movie would become him learning that RoboCop is an AI that was programmed with this false memory of having been Alex Murphy because they found that made the system just like run better. Yeah. It gave him like humanity a little bit. So it's about a machine that thought it was a human learning that it was never human. And like this like existential nightmare. 
and like what is it <laughs> that yeah that actually would be very very good way to take it and then again it's off that point where we're not taking it down the path of like this cheesy action movie where now it's like no this is now we're dealing with this yeah entity yeah. discovering that it is just nothing but a creation. Yeah, and I'm not saying I could do it better than the original RoboCop because well, I think no, that's fine. like a perfect movie. Yeah, that's like on my list of perfect movies. RoboCop, it's, yeah. it is. RoboCop is excellent. It's an amazing movie. It does what it needs to do when it gets out, and yeah. it's just the perfect everything all the way through. Yeah. There's never like why was that in there moment. Mm-hmm. It's lean and mean. Yep, that's true. Yeah, but the other ones, the other fun one to do would just be, but like a True Lies would just be. Almost, you're just doing a... It sucks that we never got a sequel to True Lies. Exactly. But, like, I think that idea has kind of been, like, done a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, spy couple. Because, like, what is another True Lies unless we're telling the same... I think the story itself is actually very fascinating. Yeah. I like that concept of him hiding the fact that he's, a, like, a, basically a secret agent from his wife and, like... Yeah. Being a suburban lame dad and like her discovering that he's not. I, that's the the thing I'm talking about though, where Arnold is in that mode of his career, where she would be like, mm. "My husband, there's no way he could be a spy." I was like, "Really? <laughs> he has an eight pack." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's just a computer salesman. You're like, come on, how much do the computers weigh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his arms are like quads. <laughs> what are you talking about? And that'd be the other thing is maybe it's just you get to take that. You basically get to die hard all these movies, and instead of it just being a buffed up dude, it's actually like maybe you can have like a nerd who just is like John Wick. Yeah. Who's just has the appearance of. No, he's Keanu in shape, he runs, and yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it'd be like putting Keanu Reeves in that, and then seeing that switch of her discovering. What if we just remake every 80s action iconic Reeves. movie with Keanu Reeves? Terminator becomes very interesting. <laughs> But is he the Terminator or is he Kyle Reese? Well, if we're replacing him, he has to be everything that Arnold was. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I have it immediately all, all of Arnold's roles as Keanu Reeves. Commando becomes fun. I love Commando. Commando is also... I think if I was going to do Commando again, it would be the same kind of way. Yeah. It would just be over the top. Really? But then nobody would believe him carrying that entire tree around. If we open with it, then people will understand what the fuck is going to be. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Modern day Keanu Reeves carrying an entire tree. It's the same script. You don't change anything. It's like, please don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. I love Commando so much. Commando's a great movie. Yeah, I think the only way to really make these interesting is you just have to almost like ground them hard and see what that story looks like. Yeah. Or like when we were talking about... um, Friday the 13th and like setting it like squarely in the 80s and like going hard with it you could do like some of these franchises I think more stylization is what would make them special like if you were gonna do that Terminator reboot like I would like seriously look at Halloween and like John Carpenter's kind of style and like apply that really fucking hard so not even the you were grounding it but you were making it feel like unearthly almost yes yeah that's well that's the best way to like exactly and I'm obsessed with my favorite thing that Halloween did. And, like, no one's done this, like, since Halloween. Mm-mm. And it breaks my heart because it's such a cool concept is having the bad guy, having the monster be in plain sight, but, like, off kind of bush. Yeah. And, like, it's not the focus. 
But if you just look back in the background, you see him and go, oh, shit, he's it's like just right there. walking down a hallway behind, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I love when movies utilize that, and nobody really does. And I think having Terminator do it and not really tell you until, like, maybe, like, what, 40 minutes in? Yeah. You see what the Terminator finally looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, when you go back and watch again, you're like, oh, fuck, there he is. Yeah. Or she or whoever it is, but there they are. Yeah. Or you cool. would use the TX again from Terminator 3. <laughs> The sexy one? The Terminatrix. <laughs> I do think, honestly, the it would be... I almost wonder if I would steal the concept of the second Terminator, or like the liquid metal. Oh. That's, like, cool. I don't know. There's something so visceral about that first one to me, especially at the end when all the skin burns oh, off. It's yeah, just true. the metal skeleton with the red eyes chasing him around the... That's fair. We like, that's like that a moment. nightmare image. Yeah, it's great. That would be, it'd be a great payoff to have the exact, that moment be where Michael Myers is the up close and personal, like, now he's killing people, mm-hmm. and we're like, been something watching something so far away, Yeah, now it's just in your face. Mm-hmm. That would be, that payoff would be cool. Yeah, I think Terminator grounded and just thrown into the world like that makes it so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Car chases, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> what about well, car chases? <laughs> well, it's the, uh, not like a car chase, like... Just like generic wise, but maybe like the main character gets in a taxi or an Uber, whatever. And never took, we set it in, and they're just sort of going to wherever their destination is, but they notice like a car's following them. Exactly. Yeah. Non stop, everywhere they go. Yeah. Stuff like that. I fucking love that shit. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it's systematic. It's always like four cars behind, mm-hmm. always going this speed, and it's so bizarre. It's... The perfect merge. Yeah. The perfect everything. Yeah. And it's just following mm-hmm. oh, that would be cool we'll see they'll, they'll ruin it <laughs> yeah i don't know what what's gonna happen with terminator <laughs> they, they'll do the thing i'm scared about them doing is putting the rock in it and then it's like the thing that finally ends his career <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> i legit i think if he does something big like that it's yeah. not gonna be good and it's just gonna tank him i'm pretty sick of the rock that's what I mean. He went from being like, oh, it can't be in enough things, to now it's like, okay, I can kind of... Yeah. He's, he's got to change. Yeah. So, he would be the worst Terminator. Black Adam, here we go. Yeah, we'll see. If it ever comes out. If any of these other DC movies ever come out. We didn't talk about Ezra. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one feels relevant to talk about. Yeah. The Flash. They might replace him, they're saying. That movie, we may never see that movie. That's a cursed movie. <laughs> It's really something how many like setbacks. <laughs> that movie is legit like being painfully shoved through the pipeline. Yeah. And all I really want to see is Michael Keaton as Batman again. Can we just so. get his scenes? I don't really care. Yeah. Just release them. <laughs> Here's the Keaton scenes. Yeah. Sorry. The Keaton cut. That's it. That's all we need. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of shit that's like sitting on that movie's shoulders. And like there's people like, I love the rumors. They're like, well, now that there's all this extra time, maybe they're going to shoot scenes for Pattinson and shit like that. And Don't like, do it. No. Leave him alone. <laughs> leave our boy alone. You leave Matt Reeves alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, you're correct in the fact that he's getting bumped up DC's like creative. Yeah. He's the Batman guy. Yeah. They have him high up now where he's going to have to start, not have to, but I think he's going to start like, not approving, but maybe saying, that's a weird idea. And all, they might listen to him. <laughs> all I want them to do is leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't need him to like make other DC movies and make them more like the Batman. That is not what I want to see. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, and I think they finally, hopefully, will see that. This actually bleeds into what we're going to talk about next very well. Uh-huh. Uh, look at us go. Um, the idea that Superman's now cursed. People have like this idea of Superman just can't yeah. get done right in a video game. They movies. don't know what to. Yeah, they don't know what to do with Superman. Yeah, they're scared of Superman, which yeah. is fair. Yeah. Um, it's ironic because the CW show I think does them pretty well. Pretty well. That uh, show's good. Yeah, they. It's. We talked about like what our next Superman idea for a movie would be, mm-hmm. um, and I think they just need to really like give him his own bright, yeah, colorful daytime. Yeah. Adventures. Like, we need to see a very cheerful movie. Yeah. Because... I agree. Like, I, that's the one thing that Henry Cavill... Like, we, I get the sadness, maybe, in the beginning. The confusion, the doubt. Who am I? Yeah. But have us, like, actually get rewarded with cheerful Superman at the end. I think the whole thing... I've watched Man of Steel pretty recently. And I don't hate that movie. Yeah. I think it's probably the best of the... Zack. It's definitely the best of the Zack Snyder DC movies. Okay, without a doubt. Um... There's just a really weird take on that movie that he wants to use Superman as almost this like libertarian mouthpiece. Like there's so much of that movie where he's just like, no, it's about the choice. Like he's not required to to help you. He decides to help you. Yeah. Nobody can make Superman do anything. He's Superman. He's uh, don't tax me. <laughs> I'm gonna give to charity out of the goodness of my heart. <laughs> um. And I just, like, it's so bizarre to me to, like, have that take with Superman. It's like, fi- fine, but weird. And then to add the Jesus imagery on top of that, and I was oh, like, God. well, those are two separate yeah. poles. <laughs> yeah, it's just, he just loves the Christ pose. Yeah, to say that, you know, you want a character to be Christ-like, it was like, well, that man was a socialist. <laughs> exactly. You're, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was a weird thing where... It just, he was gloomy all the time. The colors were gloomy. The suit was gloomy. The, yeah. Everything was gloomy. There's that one really great scene where he learns he can fly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. I, it felt like that should have been the transition from gloomy to colorful. Mm-hmm. Like that, him bursting out of that pure white. And then when he goes back to Metropolis, it should be like sun's out. Like we should notice a change. Yeah. Sun's out, guns out, baby. Exactly. Maybe there's a tank top suit be now. Superman. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, he's got no shirt. <laughs> Three hundred Superman. It's just his chest hair cut into the S shield. <laughs> um, well, this sounds fun. Should we do an episode on that? I think so. Hmm. I think we have to. Superman pitches. That's right. All right. Are yeah. you going to have one this time? <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm just busting his balls. Has to. I mean, honestly, my pitch is just steal the enemy. Save series. it. No, fine. Save it. <laughs> you said too much. Well, I have, like, that's my tease. That's my, there you yeah, go. We'll you got to tease what your idea is. A little bit of cock tease. Exactly. And that's just, they, they nailed it right already. It's yeah. just the animated series. Yeah. Oh, man. And, like, we'll get into it then. Yeah, great. Because it bleeds into my next, like, dream. Hell yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. Exactly. <laughs> well, in that case, um, is there anything else? Um, Not really. I don't like Ezra Miller's The Flash. I'm glad that they are... Yeah. probably done i hope he they get the help they need because yes. clearly something's up something very much is up started with that slow choke slam well, anyway. who knows where it started well that's but, uh, i guess we started seeing it yeah uh <laughs> when he slowly choke slammed that lady to the ground yeah it's i still it's the craziest video to watch it's somebody realizing they're fucking up mid doing it and then just going well if i lay you down gently <laughs> 
Bizarre. Maybe you won't press charges. <laughs> Bizarre. But yeah. No, I'm excited to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. Me too. But no That's matter all... what, uh, that Batgirl movie is coming out. So we'll I, apparently we'll see him then first yeah. at this rate, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what they do with this universe. Yeah. There is, I think, somewhere we're going to get something that's Batman Beyond. I, I think would love we're that. heading that way. Yeah. Keaton being this involved and like him being this age, I think eventually somebody at DC just has to go, yeah. Should we just fucking do it? Yeah. I'm stoked that we're going to see him in the actual suit again, though. That's yeah. sick. That Burton Bat suit is still, like, maybe my favorite, second favorite live action Bat suit now. Because no, that, yeah. that Pattinson Bat suit is perfection. When does that come out physically? Do we know? It's going to come to HBO soon, and then it comes out physically after that. Yeah, it comes to HBO in, like, like 10 days. Now. I'm excited. I'm just going to leave it on. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm very excited to. We might go and uh, see Audrey and Tony and then watch it with them. And yeah. I'm going to be very nervous. I might try to get it in the theater one more time. Is it still in? Yeah. Go for that lucky number seven. That's right. Uh, too bad I lost to Morbius, the number one movie in the world. Fucking embarrassing. That's so fucking, it's so fucking Dude, crazy. The drama that on movie that movie is, is wild. That movie is crazy. How was it, by the way? It's really bad, but I laughed a lot, so it's not, I'm not going to fault them. Like, they gave, me a, I will they probably, gave me a gift. I will, if you want to do a rundown on it, I will probably never see this movie. Okay. Uh, do you know the character, like, Morbius from, like, the comic, or no, from I the Spider-Man only, cartoon? Spider-Man cartoon is the most they I know. They pretty much just do that. Oh. But uh, it's Does he just. he hand leeches? No. Oh. He has monster teeth, but it's Cowards. very unclear like how it works. Like, does he is he a vampire when he needs blood, or does he because he you know changes into like yeah. vampire form? But like when it happens and why is inconsistent. Um, Matt Smith is like a little buddy of his that becomes like a bad vampire because he has the same blood disease that he has. A bad buddy, yeah, That's a rough. blood buddy, a blood buddy. Oh no. <laughs> Um, but it's just like, it's badly written and the yeah. acting is weird. Uh, nothing makes, nothing anybody does makes a lot of sense. Uh, the blocking, just the directing is really funny to me. There's this scene, uh, pretty early, right? Where he's in the lab and he's got like a, another doctor that he works with. that's also like a love interest. And she is like, I know what you're doing. Like you. Yeah, I know your secret about your secret experiments. And he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she walks like six feet to her left and a light pops on. And she, he's just got a big glass tube full of bats flying around. Love it. I'm like, how'd she stumble upon that? <laughs> <laughs> on your secret lab. Jeez. You fucking idiot. <laughs> like, Not really think it through. And he's got them all there. Like they keep cutting to it. You see it. These bats he's experimenting on. They're just flying around in this tube. Like the world's most fucked up lava lamp. And I was like, what the, like, what are they, they don't rest? Like, you didn't, like, give them a little pole in there to, like, hang on? They're Nothing, just no, always they're just... flying. Fuck. <laughs> and there's all these, like, moment, like, lines in the movie about how, like, he's got a kinship with the bats. And he, like, steps into that tube at one point, and they're just, like, flying around him. And he's like, if I were anybody else, they would just tear me apart. And I was like, what do you think bats are? You think vampire bats are, like, the piranha of the it's, sky? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> What are we talking about? What is this? I think they do. I think the entire thing was bats are like piranhas, right? But yeah. they fly. Yeah, like a vampire bat, right? You've just like put a person into like the middle of a thousand vampire bats, and the person comes out a skeleton. It's <laughs> perfectly clean. It's just like insane and asinine. Um, it's like an hour so forty five minutes that still felt too long. Oh God. <laughs> Why? Why is Sony doing this? It's it's really nuts. It's just so... when I was starting to think like, hey, maybe Sony might have it together. No, 
No. Don't trust them with anything. Now there's all this talk about Spider-Man Four. Well, Marvel had almost no input in Into the Spider-Verse, and I think that's the best Spider-Man movie. Well, that's fair. By far. Then they should just stop there and be like, "We did it." Yeah, <laughs> that's our thing. We did it. But I don't know, Second like, if, if Sony so insists on having like their Spider-Man universe, they yep. just take Andrew Garfield or take fucking like make him live-action Miles Morales and be like, "This is the Sony Spider-Man." Yeah. Tom Holland can be the MCU Spider-Man. Yeah. And then if we want to do well, crossovers, we can do crossovers. It's all good. Spider-Man Four to me is introducing Miles Morales. That is, yeah. we go back to Tobey Maguire's. He retires with MJ. They go be happy. We introduce Miles Morales. He takes over that universe. I think it's more likely we get a sequel to Andrew Garfield. Either way. Like, Tobey Maguire, I don't think we're ever going to get another drop Probably. out of him. I think that guy's done. Like, spilt it all. Yeah, he's like, this is it. This is less my webs. His is my <laughs> obvious choice just because I love that closure of both MJ yeah. and him. He seems like the type of... Andrew Garfield's, I feel like, would have to be a redemption. So he'd, like, his is redeeming himself from, like, killing yeah. Gwen Stacy. But... But I was, like, more interested in what happened to his Peter next. Like, I was really fair. charmed by Andrew Garfield in No Way Home. He was, like, my favorite part. Him and Willem Dafoe are my favorite parts oh, of it. <laughs> Willem Dafoe owns that movie. Yeah. He's like, oh, one more chance to be Green Goblin? He's like, fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> you just go hard. But, so, all right. This is fun. Oh, yeah. I had a great time. That's good. I'm glad you did. I could do this forever. I know. <laughs> That's why we have so many ideas. <laughs> Because it's just fun to like take these old ideas and uh, yeah. What do we do the monster movies? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's another one I want to do because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be something you have a lot of fun with. Yeah, I can do monster movies. Well, there's just sure. this fun time in Hollywood. And I feel like everybody's like they're starting to do them. We have the Invisible Man, but I feel like that's another fun thing to like give us like Dracula, mm-hmm. but like give us that stereotypical like version of dracula i feel like people are starting to maybe yeah get the confidence to do that because it'd be fun i would be really interested to see somebody take one of those characters and try to make the scariest movie they possibly could out of it yeah i think they got really close with invisible man they found the horror in that (laughs) concept that one was really good (laughs) yeah that did that um it's like they took the ideas of paranormal activity where like things would be moving Mm -hmm. and you can't really like you don't notice it at first it's a great Mm -hmm. concept and just put it to invisible man it's wonderful yeah, I agree. Like in that restaurant when the sister dies? That part was fucking nuts! That was fucking <laughs> wild. <laughs> like, that one was so beautifully done because it was just like, yeah, no, we're not cutting anything. That's <laughs> her neck, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, that'd be fun too. All right, well, until then, mm-hmm. I guess goodbye. Goodbye.